think just being a part of different mastermind groups, those groups and masterminds are such a great way to get to know investors and that have similar goals and targets. And that's been a great way, you know, so far, I think going to local meetups has also been a fun way to meet people in person, you know, out of, out of a work environment, but also, you know, just locally and casually just talking with locals and and getting to know the community and, and sharing what, what you're working on and being able to present opportunities through those avenues. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest, and he's juggling military, two little babies at home, a third one on the way, by the way, and getting his real estate business off the ground. He's going to lay out some things that has helped him to get started, helped him to move the needle in a big way, even some habits that have been crucial for him. His name is Adrian Chukilongi. He's the founder and CEO of St. Joseph's Capital a commercial real estate syndication company with the purpose of helping investors invest passively in cash flowing assets to protect and grow their wealth. He's also the host of the St. Joseph's Capital podcast, a collection of interviews with experts in the real estate syndication industry that focuses on synergies between faith, family, and real estate investing. He's a Catholic husband, father of two boys, active duty U.S. Coast Guard officer, and real estate investor and syndicator. Now you're going to learn a lot today and be motivated by Adrian. Adrian, welcome to the show. Honored to have you on. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you for your service. You're in the U.S. Coast Guard. And I just want to first say, man, thank you for that sacrifice, even for your your family as well, their sacrifice as you serve. So thank you for that. Welcome to the show. Whitney, thanks so much. It's an honor to be here. And thank you for your service as well. It's always great to find other veteran syndicators and investors. Awesome. Well, Adrian, I know you have an amazing story, how you got into this business. So obviously, we want to dive into that and and some about even being in the military and real estate and some of that at the same time, how you've been successful at that. We're going to dive into a few other things as well. But first, get us started, man. Who, who's Adrian? And and let's dive into the commercial real estate piece and how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Adrian Chukbiangi. I am the managing principal of St. Joseph's Capital, commercial multifamily and RV park real estate syndication company where we help investors create new streams of tax advantage income. Yeah. Also an active duty Coast Guard officer served for five and a half years, still active duty, currently transitioning out of the military and seeking to go full-time into real estate. Awesome. Why? Why go full-time in real estate? <laughs> you know, you've been in the military now five years. Why? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've got a wife and two boys under two right now. And we're actually expecting our third son ETA of February, 2023. And, you know, my wife and I saw how our life was rapidly transforming as our family, you know, has grown over the last couple of years and financial freedom, time freedom and, and geographic freedom really became, you know, hugely important to us, but, you know, specifically for me so that I can, you know, serve my wife at a higher level by just being a little bit more present than the level of presence I was, I currently have as, you know, as an active duty officer. So really just trying to serve my family at a higher level really is the, is the main reason. <laughs> oh, love that. I love that drive and that passion to do that. Well, yeah, I've 
striving to always improve in that area myself. <laughs> I have not arrived, that's for sure. But I appreciate your transparency there, right? I mean, two boys under 10 expecting the third, that's a busy household and you have a busy wife, that's for sure to say the least. But what was it about real estate? And I know you're I'd be at home more or serve her better. How did you know real estate could do that for you? And you know, you're transitioning out of the military. So maybe you're seeing now that that's going to happen in the near future to give us some some light into that. Yeah, sure. So I, and I'll take it back a little bit too to really that time getting first involved in, in real estate investing. And it was because, you know, I was in the military and honestly, my wife and I were just looking for a place to live that was close to my job and, you know, it was a convenient place to live. And it was a three-year assignment and we used the VA loan because we thought we were going to be there for three years, but the military, you know, has its ways. And I was only there for a year and a half. And so we really were looking for other military property owners who knew how to manage rentals, you know, so that way, once I left and went to the next duty station, you know, the, the property was taken care of. As I started to get educated and connect with other military real estate investors, my mind was just blown. And as I was, you know, uncovering this world of real estate investing and, and what was out there, and we were focused primarily first on single family residential, looking at turnkey properties. But once we started hearing about commercial real estate and large multifamily and, and being able to have more control over the NOI and economies of scale and all the additional advantages of commercial real estate, you know, we saw that, Hey, you know, this can be impactful for our family, but also, you know, those in need and those who are looking for new ways to, you know, just level up their, their lives or their, or their, or their jobs. And, and so we just felt that we could really serve, you know, through this vehicle of, of commercial real estate. And, and that's kind of, you know, what brought us to commercial real estate. Yeah, that's awesome. Speak to how you moved forward in that and obviously share with the listeners too, you know, the types of properties that you've purchased already. But what were some of those steps you took to get to the first deal or so? Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely a long journey for sure. You know, we used a VA loan for that first primary residence back in 2019. And then, you know, started to realize that we were getting orders in the summer of 2020. So that's kind of when we started preparing was in 2020. And I joined the Active Duty Passive Income Real Estate Investing Academy. And that's when I really started learning about single family homes. And as I was getting educated through that process was when I first heard about multifamily. And I was like, I have to join their multifamily academy. So I joined that. And soon after that, late 2020, invested passively into my first syndication as a passive investor. And it was another active duty military officer who was actually stationed in Colombia, who was one of the sponsors on the deal. And he was you know, also in the ADPI multifamily group. And I was just amazed at how he was you know, working his active duty job at attache office in Colombia, but also raising capital and syndicating you know, 72 unit apartment complex. And so I just picked his brain a little bit and was like, this is what I want to do. You know, raising capital, you know, for deals, putting deals together. It just seems like a great, great way to, to go and, and to be on that path to financial freedom. And although I thought that was going to be, you know, the, the start right there, it took, it took me a while to really, you know, start implementing different tactics for 
getting to that first syndication, honestly, about a year or so, really about just talking with investors, sharing with them these great opportunities that, you know, I was so excited about and, you know, falling flat on my face several, several times in conversations or struggling with finding time between family life, the Coast Guard life, and then, you know, just trying to squeeze in, you know, a few minutes here, a few minutes there, you know, for real estate. And then also just dealing with a couple moves because of the military. There were all several challenges, you know, on that path to that first syndication. But really, I think what helped kind of get us to that first one was just continuing to network, continue to talk with people, continue to build those relationships. And there was an opportunity that presented itself where it was, you know, a 506B deal. The minimum investment was a lot less than most deals. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to bring in investors who maybe weren't ready to invest a large sum of capital, but were able to bring in smaller amounts. And, you know, it was kind of on on the brink of discovering a new asset class within RV parks. And we were excited about RV parks and, the, and their, their rates of return and, and, and some of the cash flow that was involved as well as the upside. So it's really just a great opportunity, great timing. And I think just kind of overcoming those challenges along the way. Yeah. Speak to, you know, getting started in the commercial real estate business or RV parks, whatever it may be, but getting started in this space while, you know, obviously being a busy father, spouse, right? Your desires to serve them so well, right? But then you're also having to serve, you know, in the military, you have a job, but then getting this going, how did you manage that? What did that look like? And you can be as detailed there as you want. I mean, it's like you're trying to serve at home, serve in the military, and man, you know, you got this other thing going too. So what did that look like? Yeah, so it was, and it still is <laughs> quite chaotic. And, you know, I think when we we're getting started that those first few months were really just focused on educating myself and, and learning the language of commercial real estate. And then, you know, after that, it was, it was talking with investors and scheduling phone calls, but I really had to grow in a lot of ways because, you know, some of the habits that I have now and the habits that exist for the business, you know, did not necessarily exist prior to getting started. And so I kind of had to build those habits into the, the battle rhythm of the week and of the month. So yeah, it definitely looked chaotic and, and I really struggled with, you know, continuing to, to juggle the weekly schedule and, and kind of trying to figure out the demands of the family. I know, I know dinner times were, were, were challenging because part of me is pulled, you know, downstairs at the dinner table to help my wife with my sons. And then, you know, so I feel that, that tug, right. It's like, well, I, need, I want to be downstairs to, you know, help, help my wife. And I feel that tug, you know, to, to serve, serve my wife up here, right. To, to create that freedom so that I can be more present. So it's, it's definitely those strong tugs in different directions. And I think the Coast Guard life definitely didn't make it easier because we had, we had moved from that duty station where we bought that primary residence. And then we moved again about a year later to another assignment. And so I think part of that juggle has really been, you know, communicating with my spouse, with my wife, so that, you know, she understands why I'm doing this. So she understands a little bit about what I'm doing and, you know, to get her on board for some of the things that she can help out with. But also I had to step up too at home. It's like when I'm at home and when I'm present, you know, on Sundays in the evenings after I'm, after I'm done, it's like, I have to be available and present and, you know, ready to, you know, be a dad and, and during those times changing diapers and that kind of thing. So 
no doubt you had to alter how you operated, right? Or the the normal mode of operation. You you called it the battle rhythm. I like that. And you said you had to build some habits. What were maybe a couple, a few of those habits that you had to create to accomplish this as you move forward, as you're changing these things in your family? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one of those habits was a big one was time blocking. I didn't time block that well before getting into commercial real estate. And now I'm almost obsessed with time blocking and, and scheduling stuff for the calendar, scheduling calls. And a part of time blocking, I feel like within that, a big one is going to bed early and, and getting up early. And just knowing that what is on the, the calendar right for the next day was built into that time for a reason. And so to you know stay up late or to not wake up on time is kind of a slap in the face to the work that went into planning that time. So it, it made me really stick to, to going to sleep and getting up on time and, and early, really. So, yeah, I hear so often, you know, it's like people who are, you know, they reach goals or they're successful, quote, you know, successful in whatever their field is. I mean, it's like majority of them, not all are up early and have habits like that. They're diligent about getting in bed and getting up early. And I, I always talk about that. That was one thing for me as well and still is. I'm, I try to be even more diligent now about in bed early, up early. And the night before, I'm trying to think about, you know, I have a journal and I look through what I need to do the next day. It helps me to even, you know, like the next morning and I'm journaling again. <laughs> I'm thinking about what the most important things of that day or, you know, in the morning. But if I don't get up on time, it is just a slap in the face for me. And it, it hinders almost the rest of my productivity for the rest of the day. And so no doubt, speak to the, the communication with your spouse. And I know it's not talked about often, but I also believe it's so crucial that they're on board, that your spouse is on board with this, this thing you're doing, right? That they're supporting you, whether if she's taking care of two children already and probably you right, to a big degree. You know, it's, maybe they're not directly involved in the business. Maybe they are, but speak to that. How did you all figure that out or a communication rhythm? Yeah, absolutely. I guess first I'll start off with giving my wife a shout out. I mean, she is amazing. She is such a considerate and generous spouse and very patient. And so I'm definitely blessed there in that category. And, you know, I think when it comes to communication, she is better at communicating than I am. And so she, she pulls it out of me sometimes, but I feel like I've grown, you know, the last year or two, especially when letting her know what the week's looking like, what the week after that's looking like, you know, upcoming important events on the calendar that I'd like her to be aware of. And, and she does the same with me, you know, she'll let me know when, you know, specific dates she needs me. And I think continuing to communicate that vision and, and having those conversations on um, why we're doing what we're doing has been crucial, I think, for us to just continue to persevere and just keep going, especially during, you know, when times are hard, because I think it's easy to get going and, and be motivated together. And then once you get going, it can be easy to be tunnel visioned and into that specific, you know, line of effort. And sometimes it can be hard to like take a step out and to have those conversations again. And I think, you know, scheduling date nights, and time on Sunday really with the family has been crucial for us for sure. Scheduling date nights. I just had a guy, Jim Shields on the show. Have you heard of him before? I don't think I have yet. No. Oh uh, yeah. He wrote a book called the family board meeting. I offered it to actually everybody that was listening when I interviewed him 
on the show because it helps you do just what you just said. It's a very simple short book, but it lays out a simple rhythm of having that scheduled time with your children. Ultimately is what he's talking about. But I try to help listeners to think about, hey, do this with your spouse as well, right? Same things apply. So I love that you were diligent about doing that, right? And I mean, thinking about, you know, how you all are communicating and that that she's on board and that she understands what's happening, all those things. You know, speak to, as you moved forward, maybe give us a couple of the have two things to get to that first deal for you, or maybe what you would tell yourself, you know, if you could go back, you know, when you started. Yeah, I would say have two things is, you know, the first step is really education to be able to have conversations with investors, but also, you know, operators and, and lenders. You really have to be able to know the language, know the lingo, and to sound intelligent and sophisticated enough to to earn the trust of, of who you are doing business with. And so I think that has been a crucial first step. I think after, you know, education, once you feel confident in what you've learned and, and, and the knowledge behind commercial real estate, after that, it really, it's, it's really about building relationships, you know, from my perspective and, and talking with partners, asking what other investors are, are looking for, what kinds of deals they are targeting what kinds of markets they're looking for. And so I think building relationships was that next crucial piece. And I think we'll continue to stay that crucial piece moving forward. And I think you'd probably agree with me. And then after building relationships, I would say it's, it's persistence. And I've heard it said many times that that first deal can be the, the hardest one to come across. And I think it can be easy to also, you know, give up along the way. And that's so I would say just staying, staying persistent was that next piece. Yeah, no doubt for me as well, the networking component and meeting people, right? And building those relationships, building trust with so many people in the industry was crucial. No doubt about it. The Lord opened many doors for me to meet people I never imagined getting to meet or partner with, but I had to get out there and meet and greet and talk, <laughs> right? And meet those people. Well, now what's been the best source Adrian, for you to meet new investors? I think just being a part of different mastermind groups, those groups and masterminds are such a great way to get to know investors and that have similar goals and targets. And that's been a great way, you know, so far, I think going to local meetups has also been a fun way to meet people in person, you know, out of, out of a work environment, but also, you know, just locally and casually just talking with locals and, and getting to know the community and, and sharing what, what you're working on and being able to present opportunities through those avenues. Adrian, what are some of the most important metrics that you track? That could be personally or professionally. It could be deal specific. It could be your morning routine. Yeah, I think one of the most important metrics really is just tracking investor calls or conversations, not necessarily phone calls, but conversations that have happened each week. I think that's a very good metric to kind of be able to tell, okay, who have I talked to? Who do I need to talk to? Maybe how, how are these conversations going? How can I, you know, adjust or maybe reword certain things? But that's been one of the top metrics so far is how many conversations have I had this week? And not only this week, but then, you know, taking that to, to the next level, okay, after four or five weeks, how many conversations I have this month, what, you know, was I realistic with that target? 
or do I need to push that target up? And then that's kind of how I've looked at a month to month basis, you know, moving into the next month. What are some habits that you are disciplined about that have produced the highest return for you? Again, I think it's going to sleep on time and, and waking up early because those, those two habits really allowed a lot of time for reflection, journaling, planning. So yeah, definitely those two. <laughs> it seems so simple, right? But it's so difficult to get out of bed for some reason so often, right? And I have to remind myself sometimes some mornings, I'm like, if I am not disciplined enough to get out of the bed when my alarm goes off, how do I expect somebody to invest a million dollars with me today? <laughs> you know, so I have to like remind myself of that as that alarm's going off. So anyway... What about, what's the number one thing that's contributed to your, your success so far? I would say that, you know, that relationship with God and, and, and knowing that, you know, everything, everything here on earth is his already. And, you know, participation in this industry is just participating in his glory and his kingdom because it's already his and just remembering that fact and, and, you know, having that relationship with him and, and staying disciplined in, you know, prayer and just gratitude for, all his blessings has, you know, reaped, reaped so much fruit and definitely would tell anyone that. So Awesome. Well, what about, I wanted to give you a moment to talk about this for us to think through this. I always like to ask at the end, you know, how people like to give back, right? And I know you are very focused on impact investing, but maybe you could share what that is, how you all do that in your business, what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons I love this industry and this business is, you know, the ability to, to serve and to, to really give back to the community. And I think, you know, it's kind of inherent, right, to serve tenants and to serve investors and, you know, business partners that are involved. But, you know, I think with, with our profits, we're definitely passionate about serving missionaries who are dedicated to committing to serving students on college campuses and high schools, you know, across the country. And we've partnered with missionaries from Focus, which is the fellowship of Catholic University students, and then Vagabond Missions, who is our inner city high school outreach partner, but definitely passionate about the mission to, to know Jesus Christ. And that's how we like to give back. That's awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. It is something I love about this business as well. And I find, you know, more and more people like yourself who have that desire to give back and figure out, hey, I can do that even at a bigger scale through commercial real estate, you know, in some way and are pursuing that. Yeah. And, and Whitney, I think it was really you actually give credit to listening to your podcast and seeing how, you know, you and your business do. I was like, this guy is the real deal. Like a, definitely a role model for us. So thank you, Whitney. <laughs> I appreciate your kind words. And yeah, I'm grateful to have you on now and to talk about your success and what's happened and what you're pursuing. And man, well, Adrian, Pleasure to meet you, have you on the show. Grateful just for your transparency and just sharing. Hey, it's not all just easy, right? You know, as far as working with your spouse and communicating and and ensuring that, hey, I'm still doing my J-O-B while I'm still being the father I want to be and the husband and also pursuing real estate, you know, at all at the same time. It's not easy. And so we, most of us have been in those same shoes at some time or another or are maybe dreading those shoes coming, right? <laughs> kind of put those shoes on. But yeah, you got to do it, right? You got to do it. So grateful to, for you to share your story. And how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Absolutely. So our website is stjosephscapital.com. That's S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. We just produced a introduction to passive real estate investing course that you can access for free. So definitely a great way to, to catch up with us. 
LinkedIn is also another great way in addition to our website. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 